I'd like to introduce to you Pastor Andy Hattisall, who is pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church in Huntley, Illinois. Pastor Hattisall. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, in love you have caused us to know your word, even to infants in holy baptism, making us wise to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. May your spirit speak your inspired word into us each day, that by it we may be trained in righteousness and thoroughly equipped for every good work. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our reading is from 2 Timothy chapter 3, and apologies to the lectionary devotion committee. I'm going to add verse 14 as well. I don't know if that was President Buff, but no. No, sorry. Verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. This is the word of the Lord. We sing our hymn, Faith and Truth and Life Bestowing. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, for whatever reason, we often hear these verses out of context from the rest of St. Paul's letter, second letter to Timothy. So I want to jump back a few verses to help us see why St. Paul is encouraging young Timothy in this way. Paul writes at the beginning of chapter 3, mark this. 
There will be terrible times in the last days, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Perhaps those words resonate with you over the past couple of years and your experience with your family, with your congregation, maybe your broader community. Folks who are just plain ungrateful for all the work you've done in a very difficult situation. People, faithful Christian people who you've seen grow heartless, abusive, dis divisive, and just plain irritable in a world that seems hell-bent on pride, on loving self and pleasure and comfort, rather than loving God by receiving his gifts with his saints. And what's intriguing to me is what St. Paul does not tell young Timothy in these verses. He doesn't go to Timothy and write this letter and say, Timothy, you should get frustrated, rant and rave about the evils of this world and the culture. He doesn't say, get mad and get even with this good-for-nothing generation. And he doesn't even say, legislate and litigate, pontificate and posture and politic. No, he encourages young Timothy to continue, in Greek, to meno, to remain, to stay put in what he has learned. And St. Paul encourages us as well to stay put in what you have learned in the faith in Christ, in the Christian way of life, and in prayer. Why? Well, Paul gives us two very concrete reasons in these verses. First, stay put in Christ because you know from whom you have learned it. You know your father or your mother who taught you Bible stories as a young kid every single evening. You remember your dear Aunt Marcine, the one who listened to the Lutheran Hour every single week, and the one who was so proud that you became a church worker or a dedicated lay member. You recall that beloved pastor or teacher who influenced you so deeply. You have seen the word, you have seen Christ in them so richly. You have seen the word of Christ dwell in them. You have seen what God can do. But second, and most importantly, Paul tells Timothy and us to stay put because you too have lived the faith. You too have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. You have been baptized and put into Christ. You have tasted the flesh and blood of the Son of God. You have known Jesus. And more importantly, Jesus has known you. You have meditated upon the word of God which is none other than Christ. And this word of God is powerful. Paul calls it God-breathed, spirit-sourced. And Martin Franzman, the great theologian and poet, once compared the word of God to a perfect arrow. He said, it is God-breathed, it is inspired, it is infallible. It's a perfect arrow. It has a perfect tip and shaft without flaw or blemish. It is perfectly feathered. It is perfectly balanced as no other arrow is. There is no arrow like it under the sun. 
But Bronzman reminds us that that is not enough. The church is not the society for the preservation of the perfect arrow. It does us no good to frame that perfect arrow, frame that lethal arrow, to stare at it on a wall, however beautiful and lethal it might be. Rather, Paul encourages us in this letter to draw that arrow, to aim, and to fire. Because as Paul reminds us, God's word works. First on our own hearts, so that we may be complete, well-fitted, equipped for every good work, and second for others. Because it teaches, it trains in righteousness, and most important of all, that arrow kills and makes alive. It cuts to the heart and corrects, it wounds and it heals. It makes every, all people wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Even those who are angry, those who are fearful, those who are pleasure-loving, and those who are just plain frustrating. Dear sisters and brothers, Paul encourages us today to stay put, to hold fast to what we have learned and firmly believed, not with fear and not with defensiveness, but with a quiet confidence rooted in Christ and his word. So, dear brothers, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it teach you. Let it reprove you. Let it kill you. Let, let it make you alive. Let it correct you. Let it train you in righteousness and salvation through faith in Jesus. And then who knows? You might be that beloved pastor or teacher who so richly embodied Christ. Your life might be the witness of a dear old Aunt Marcine. No matter our callings in a world that seems so fearful and lonely and angry and afraid, God doesn't leave us alone. He gives us Christ and a word that works. In the name of Jesus, amen. We sing the final hymn for the devotion. We have a sure prophetic word.
Thank you, Pastor Hattisall.